when we're talking to people and you ask them how much money they make, they can mm-hmm. tell you within two to three cents, my paycheck is such and such with 23 cents. And on the other week, it's such and such with 24 cents, which is good. People need to be aware of what they make. But when we ask people how much money do they spend specifically in, in certain categories, the answer oftentimes comes back a lot. Welcome to Simplify and Enjoy, the podcast and community focused on helping families have less stress and more options through minimalism and financial independence. I'm your host, El Martinez. This podcast is sponsored by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Find out how at bankbetter.org. Welcome back. Last week, I mentioned a report I had found where 73% of millennials are living paycheck to paycheck. When you're in that situation, it can be an added weight on your shoulders because if one thing goes wrong, and it will, it can make a mess of your finances. I want to make things easier and switch gears just a little bit. I want to go from the big picture view that we took last week, talking about the potentials of budgets and a success story, and now get into the nuts and bolts. How do you start to build a budget with where you are now to get you to your family financial goals faster? This is why I'm happy to have Warren Murray on the show today. Warren works as a financial well-being manager over at Postal Credit Union, where he and his team help members live better by managing their money more efficiently. In this episode, we're going to get into why having a snapshot of your finances is so important and how you can do it, how building your budget around financial wellness is more effective and sustainable, and then creative ways to include some fun spending in your budget while still working towards your financial goals. We have a lot to cover, so let's get started. I noticed the work you do, it falls under financial wellness, which for some people, that's a new concept. Do you mind kind of getting into that work that you do and what financial wellness means to you? So, El, there's a misconception out there. When people talk about financial well-being or financial wellness, the first thing they want to think of is about how much money that you make. Oh, if you make this much money, then you must be financially healthy. And what I bring to the forefront in letting our members know and other people know is that financial well-being has nothing to do with how much money you make. It's realizing how much money you have coming in versus how much money you're going out. Basically, we try to take the approach of helping people utilize their money more efficiently. And it doesn't matter if you're making uh, 100000 or $200,000 a year, if you're only making $50,000 a year. A lot of people can use their, utilize their money more efficiently. And that's what we try to bring to the forefront, helping people, partnering with people. That's the word that I like to use with the people that I work with is that we're kind of partnered together to help them utilize their money more efficiently and also make them aware of what their financial habits are. Oftentimes when people hear the word habit, they associate habits with exercise habits or smoking habits, but we also have financial habits. Some people have good financial habits. Some people have areas that they can improve in their financial habits. So that's one of the things that we work on with the financial well-being program. That's fantastic because I really do think that even before you make a budget, you have to have that foundation, which is defining your priorities, your values, what's important to you. And then, of course, the reality of 
where you are now. And I love that you're talking about being efficient with your money, making your money work as hard as you do, because especially here in the triangle area, things are increasing. Every time I turn on the news, I see prices, not just at the grocery store, but housing. You have to be savvy with your money and making sure that it's really being effectively used towards your goals. You have a unique perspective working with so many people, families in our community with their finances. Are there any misconceptions or one of those mistakes that keep coming up that you see people make that you would love for them to avoid? The first thing that comes to the forefront and in, in general is that oftentimes, though, when we're talking to people and you ask them how much money they make, they can mm-hmm. tell you within two to three cents, my paycheck is such and such with 23 cents. And on the other week, it's such and such with 24 cents, which is good. People need to be aware of what they make. But when we ask people how much money do they spend specifically in, in certain categories, the answer oftentimes comes back a lot. Like, well, how much money spend eating out? A lot. How much money do you spend drinking your Starbucks a month? A lot. Although a lot can mean a lot of different things, but from a mathematical standpoint, I can't subtract how much money you make uh, mm-hmm. each month minus a lot. So what I try to focus on is making people aware of what they have coming in, but most importantly, what they have going out. Oftentimes, you know, when we're doing our counseling sessions with our members, what people think they spend and what they actually spend are two separate numbers, especially when it comes to the category of eating out and also streaming services. Those are the two things that I see that people could practically improve on. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the good things I love about Rally is also one of the things you have to watch out for is there some incredible food places out there. We always have some festivals going on. And you do, you want to make room in your budget for fun and to enjoy it. But it is very easy. This has happened to us before. I kind of call them money leaks. It's a little bit of spending here. You plan for this spending and then these little ones, $20 here, $20 here, it adds up really quick. So I love that getting a financial snapshot, an accurate one of what's going in and what's coming out. So when making a budget, you have the numbers in front of you. What are some of the conversations you're having with those that you're counseling to create that budget? The first thing, Elle, in common sense approach is that if we have a person who had $8,000 coming in a month Mm -hmm. and they have $8,400 going out a month, you Mm -hmm. don't have to be a mathematician to realize that if you're spending more than you're making, that's a problem. Whether you see the problem right now or in the future, there's going to be a problem. So that's the first thing. We want to make people aware, like, okay, how much wiggle room have, or is there any wiggle room whatsoever? So that's the first thing why we start with what you make versus how mm-hmm. much you have that's going out. The second thing that so many people have misconceptions about when it comes to budgeting, I hear oftentimes, oh, well, I'm going to stop eating out completely, or I'm going to give up mm-hmm. my Starbucks completely. And I tell people, budgeting is not that. Basically, everything in moderation. So what we try to look at when we're evaluating their budget is like, hey, if you're spending $300 a month or you're spending $400 a month eating out, hey, can we curtail that a little bit? Can we, instead of spending $400 a month, let's see if we can drop it down to $250 a month. And with that $250 a month, we empower people to make the decision like, hey, 
If that means that you and your family are going to go one extravagant dinner a month, you do that. Or you're going to say, all right, if we have $200 a month, we can spend $50 a week. We can do that. But again, we just want to make sure that you have everything in a budget or you are aware of how much money you have to spend. So that way you can make the best decision. I, I have a member that I was working with and, and he loved her Starbucks coffee. And I tell people, like, I'm not a coffee drinker myself, but when you go to Starbucks and a local latte here today, before we know it, we were evaluating and this person was spending almost $300 a month just at Starbucks and coffee alone. And I was like, hey, if you're a coffee drinker, there's nothing wrong with that. But instead of spending $300 a month, you think we curtail that back to $200 a month or then curtail it back to $175 a month? So again, having people uh, get a plan. And one of the things I want to emphasize here is that, again, we partner with the members. I can't tell you what to spend your money on, but what I try mm-hmm. to do is like work with them. Like, okay, this is what your budget has or what your budget allows. You tell me what you want to do with each one. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you're, like you said, partnering up and giving them that control. Because I think when done right, a budget can give you so much control over your money. When we were first married, we were in debt. And I felt like it was a lot of reaction, you know, after the fact, trying to get the finances in a good spot. But when you budget, it does empower you. I think you've hit a couple of really good points. It's not necessarily the expense. Like if there's a measure of joy that you get going to Starbucks, maybe that's your time to kind of relax and settle, then that's great. You know, you get value for that. But look at other places where maybe you're not getting as much value and and own it. Like, this is what I want and why. There's always a way to get creative, I believe, where you can have fun. You can still save a little bit of money. So I love that point. I also love what you pointed out of just taking the time to prioritize. So, you know, yes, we have to pay the bills. I think we all have to acknowledge that. But we have to set something aside. We also have to enjoy. I believe that a a sustainable budget is a successful budget. Same reason why diets fail. If it's too strict, if it's too unrealistic for your situation, you're not going to keep it. You have a lot of great points with that. What tips do you have about creating that flexible budget where they aren't like cutting it to the bone? They don't have to be perfect every month. How do you build that kind of wiggle room in the budget? Basically, when we're evaluating their budget, the first thing I do is, is tell people that we have to be cognizant of what's happening right now. And you and I had talked earlier in terms of a lot of people are dealing with inflation. I mean, like gas has gone up, the cost of growth has gone up. So it's always a to reevaluate the budget that you have. In terms of reevaluating that budget, just making sure that people are aware that you're staying in the confines of what you will allow. One of the things I point on is streaming services. I've had so many people tell me, oh, Warren, I've cut, I've cut my cable. I'm saving money there. I'm saving $150 a month because I cut my cable. Well, when I evaluate their budgets, oftentimes people get a streaming services. They have TV, they have Amazon Prime, they have Disney, they have Netflix. One of the things I tell people when, when you're evaluating is oftentimes when you have a streaming service, you get that subscription. And because it's automatically debited out of your account, mm-hmm. you don't look at it again. People aren't aware that what you paid for Hulu years ago or what you paid, what you paid for Netflix two years ago has gone up drastically. So I want to make people aware like, hey, when we're evaluating their budget, 
you were okay paying $10 a month for Netflix. Are you still getting that same bang for your book now that Netflix is at $18 or $19 or who? Or you have seven streaming services. Are you watching all those channels? So again, just bringing the evaluation. Now, when you said in terms of like, what changes do we make? Sometimes the things that are that, that you have no control over cause you to make changes. Right now, you've had several people that if they're put, renting in an apartment, their apartment rent has gone up $200 to yeah. $300. They're still in the same apartment, but because their landlord has increased the rent due to inflation, now we need to take a look at your budget. Like, all right, before we had some wiggle room, now we have to allot for that two to $300 elsewhere. Or when it comes to grocery, you're like, all right, your grocery budget was $500. For no fault of your own, you're buying the same thing, and now your grocery bill is six hundred or six hundred and fifty dollars a month. Now that we know that what we're working with, where can we take from to make sure that we can keep you afloat in regard to that? Absolutely. Oh, th- these are such great points and tips. And yeah, this is the reality. We're based here in Raleigh, North Carolina, but a lot of people are dealing with inflation, and then a lot of cities that have high growth. The trade-off is they're also seeing costs like housing increase drastically. So definitely don't wait to see that go up. See if you can get proactive with your budget and start prioritizing where you're getting that value. You mentioned streaming. I have a streaming service I'm not going to mention, and I like it, but they recently did a merger and I just got the email while I was on vacation that starting next month, it's going to be better but it's going to have a lot more services I don't need. And I was talking with my husband about that. I got to set up the cancel. So when we're done with this call, that's what I'm going to do. Thank yeah. you. I just wish we had more people. And again, I tell people, if you enjoy whatever you enjoy, like you said, mm-hmm. that adds value to your life, that you should do. But as long as you're yeah. aware, and oftentimes the people that I are, I'm working with, they're not aware. They're like, oh, well, I didn't know that I had $180 in streaming services. I cut my mm-hmm. cable because I thought I was saving money. But now that one fifty I was spending via cable, now I'm spending one hundred and eighty dollars. So again, my task, mm-hmm. what I want to make people is aware. Like once you are aware, you can make the best decision for you and your family. Absolutely, yeah. And it's not necessarily what that expense is, but it, like you mentioned, like are you getting the value? And when the price increases, yeah. then that's you got to reassess that. I think that's the reality now. Nowadays, with twenty twenty three, is when we're looking at the expenses, am I getting a value out of it? Um, and then second, if the increase is there, if I want to keep it, where do I trade that off? A budget should be reviewed. I know personally, we like to do like a money day. I would say like a monthly rhythm. See what's coming up. Are we going on vacation? Like when we went on vacation the month before, we said, oh, okay, we're going to eat at home more because when we go down to Florida, that's when I want to eat out and enjoy the, all the mom and pop spots. And, and so forth. It's finding that balance and and putting your money where it matters most to you. Warren, you gave a lot of great tips. Is there any more that we we forgot to mention or talk about? Again, one of the things that I, I think when it comes to budgeting, people are so focused on paying down debt or they're so focused on just being able to pay their bills that mm-hmm. they neglect one of the things that I think is most important, which is paying yourself first. One of the mm-hmm. things that we really focus on is like, hey, regardless if you could only pay yourself $10 every paycheck, or if you can pay yourself $100 every paycheck, the importance of paying yourself 
those are fun that you're putting to the side because we all know that life gilda so many obstacles because when people focus on just paying their bills and paying down their debt which are good things but they mm-hmm. neglect paying themselves what happens is that six months down the road or 12 months down the road or 18 months down the road life happens to us and all of a sudden you have car repairs or your AC unit goes out because you put all your focus on paying down that credit card bill and you haven't paid yourself guess what that cycle starts back again all that work that you put for paying down that credit card bills because you haven't paid yourself you don't have any wiggle room now you have to put that expense back on the credit card what we do when we look at budgeting is like hey we want to pay your bills but we also want to a lot fun to find for life like hey like you mm-hmm. mentioned going on vacation everybody knows that they typically try to take a vacation every every year or every other year so let's put money aside to work on that if that means we have to eat out less fifty dollars a month to eat out less to put those funds to the side for vacation let's do that so that's the one thing we try to focus on all of our members and i tell people sometimes it's only twenty dollars but the sense of pride that my members that i work with when they realize like wow I never had any emergency funds. And now, although I may only have $250, that, that sense of relief, like, hey, I do know now if something unexpected that were to happen, as long as it's less than $250, I can cover it without having to put it on the credit card or without knowing where I'm going to get those funds. That's one of the things or aspects that we take for people that I want them to be aware of. Like, hey, it's okay to pay down debt. It's okay to make sure that we have our bills able, also want to make sure that we also paying ourselves for when life deals with un- unsuspected circumstances. Yeah. If the past three years have taught us anything, it can happen. It can be yeah. much longer than we expect. Yeah. And it does, I mean, there's of course the financial aspect, but there's a peace of mind knowing that at least I have X amount should something come up. If you're a parent like us, kids, Unexpected expenses come up, school asks for money for field trips or whatever it is. Those are things to be prepared for. You mentioned like the automatic deductions for streaming. I'm also a big fan of automatic transfers into savings for yourself, paying yourself. Treat it like a bill. I know when we first started, it was just like you mentioned, it was, we were recent college grads. So let's just say the amount was very small, but it was the habit of savings that we developed that allowed us to get used to that. As the paychecks increase and switch jobs, we're able to put more towards saving. And it really is a help. If you're listening, start where you are now and you can always build up. Don't wait for those perfect moments. Start now to get that financial cushion growing. And Elle, I would add one other thing, which you just stated, and that's one of the, the quotes that we use, that a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. The reason that we use that quote so much to target what you were just talking about is oftentimes if people make budgeting mistakes, they mm-hmm. carry the burdens of the past with them. When we're partnering with our members, I tell them I don't have a magic wand to erase mistakes mm-hmm. or things that we wish we could have done differently a year ago, five years ago. But what we can focus on, if you're willing to work with me, if you're willing to partner with me, hey, can't change that. But starting today, and that's the thing that I, I, I want to emphasize, starting today, like, hey, everybody can budget. It, it's like, okay, starting today. Doesn't matter what we did last week. We're going to start today yeah. to get a better grasp of where our finances are and just make people aware and help people utilize their money more efficiently. Yeah, absolutely. I love that a lot of us carry some embarrassment because maybe we 
don't know about finances or we didn't grow up with good financial role models. Maybe we're not starting off at the place we want to be at this time, but you can always make better choices for the future and start showing, especially as parents, show your kids, hey, I made some mistakes now, but I'm going to build my finances for the family. That's a lesson that they can take away and start building their own financial habits in a positive sense. That's why I'm so proud of yeah. employee upgrade upgrading is that we don't care about how much money you make. Our only purpose is to help our members think better, to live better. And it gives mm-hmm. me so much joy when we can help a member improve their financial situation. That's what we're really focused on. We're really focusing on our members and helping our members utilize their money more efficiently, but most importantly, helping our members think better to live better. This segment is brought to you by Travel Freely. I know we have some travel hacking families in our community who love using the rewards for family vacations. And there are many who want to join them. However, it can be tough to sort through all the offers. This is where Travel Freely can help. It simplifies your search and makes it easy to find the best offers and deals that fit your family and how they spend. So you are maximizing your rewards. If you want to learn more on how to travel hack your next epic family trip, please go to simplifyandenjoy.com slash travel freely. Before we wrap up, I want to share a few key takeaways I picked up from my conversation with Warren and preparing this episode. The first is, if you haven't already, make sure you get a financial snapshot of your spending and income. As Warren mentioned, many of us have an idea or a ballpark of what we're having coming in, but it's a little bit fuzzy of what's going out. In most cases, you'll have a few money leaks or you're spending more in areas than you think you are. And that's completely normal. This is why it's important to track your actual spending. You can use an app. Three that I highlight on the show a lot are Tiller, Personal Capital, or Mint. You can also go with Google Spreadsheets by yourself or even pen and paper. The idea is that you have a clear picture of how your finances are working. It's a pretty straightforward and easy setup if you're using something like a money app to track your spending. Then from here, you can check on it on a weekly or even monthly basis and know exactly how your money is working for you, which makes it easier to better plan your spending going forward. The second takeaway is related to the first in that most people, when they get that accurate picture of how they're spending their money, beat themselves up. I don't want you to give yourself a hard time over past money mistakes. Acknowledge that you've made a money mistake or you weren't as diligent as maybe you had hoped or thought you were, but going forward, you're going to change and improve. Making and keeping a better budget isn't automatic. It means you're going to build better habits with your finances and more. Give yourself credit that you are taking charge now. And then starting from today, you're going to be moving step by step in a better direction with your finances and more. The third one is having an accountability partner can be a powerful assistance for you to reach your family and financial goals. 
Now, the two of you as a couple can work together and keep each other in the loop. But if budgets are something new for both of you, or you're not naturally gravitating towards writing down and keeping a budget, this is where a professional like Warren over at Coastal, a financial wellness officer, or even speaking with a certified financial planner, can help you walk through your finances objectively and start crafting a financial plan that reflects your priorities and your values. Having that third party or another pair of eyes can really be helpful. And then, of course, if you prefer to do it yourself or maybe have a group of friends where you check in with each other regularly, that can also be a powerful motivator to stay on course. If you're looking to get started with your budget, make sure you're a part of our community. Besides sending in those resources, I also share tips and tools to make simplifying your money, home, and life much easier. You can sign up for free at simplifyandenjoy.com slash join. We'd love for you to be a part of the community. Special thanks to Warren for being a part of this episode. If you want to learn more about building a budget, please check out Coastal Credit Union. As always, I'll include links to the resources we've mentioned today, plus more over at simplifyandenjoy.com. Next week on the podcast, we've mentioned this and last episode. A good budget should include room for things you enjoy. And for many families, travel is on that list. We're going to go over ways that you can get great deals on your next family vacation and also discuss how travel hacking works and whether it would be a good fit for you. If you don't want to miss out on that episode, make sure you're subscribed. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Audible, and more. Our theme was by Staircases with additional music from various artists over at Audio. Finally, and most importantly, Thank you so much for your support. I appreciate you not only listening, but sending in your questions and ideas for the show and also sharing your favorite episodes with your friends. I want to help more families build a life that they love. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care.